0: Welcome to the Talking Security Podcast. We will talk about items related to Microsoft Security. Hi everyone, and welcome at a new episode of the Talking Security Podcast. My name is Frans Arundrup. The last few recordings, we discussed solutions like Microsoft 365 Defender, and other solutions that are used to defend and mitigate threats in our IT environment. But today, we make a little sidestep and are looking into the world of OT, operational technology, and IoT, Internet of Things. Because of that, I have invited Nimrod Adak to discuss that with me. So Nimrod, welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
1: Hi, Franz. I'm doing great. Happy to be here.
0: Thank you. Can you have a
1: briefly introduction of yourself? Absolutely. So my name is Nimrod Aldag. I'm a senior program manager in Microsoft and I'm leading one of the initiatives as part of Defender for IoT. I've been in Microsoft for um, a bit over a year, but I have more than 12 years of experience working in product management and specifically around security and cyber. And for me, Getting into the world of OT and IoT has been such a thrilling and interesting experience so far.
0: Yeah, great, great. And if we talk about the topic of today, OT, IoT, when we look at the last few recordings that we have done was regarding defending threats and stuff in normal IT, what is the difference with OT, IT? What are the differences? Can you explain a little bit more on that? Absolutely.
1: So OT stands for operational technology, and this is a name that basically aggregates technologies and networks and devices that are usually found in non-IT environments. These environments are usually either manufacturing, industrial environments that have their own needs and regulations um, and architectures and, and technology, and This is basically the the setting for an OT environment. I think a few main differences between OT environments and IT environments is first in, in the network topology itself, where OT networks are usually much more flat, unlike IT environments that can be very complex and have a lot of different hierarchies. Volume of traffic is usually much lower because there are a lot, less messages or information that is being sent on top of the network. But I think what is most unique is the use of very specific and proprietary protocols and and devices that serve in that environment. And I think manufacturing is the best example for that.
0: Yeah, that is the differences between OT and IoT. And we have also IoT. Many of us are talking about IoT. What is IoT in relation with IT and OT?
1: So IoT is such a buzzword over the last uh, few years. But I think that at the end of the day, it's a term that was coined in order to address connected devices that are not endpoints. Some people view OT devices as as IoT as well. And I think that's a great definition. But the bottom line for IoT devices are just small devices that are connected in, in some manner that are communicating to or through a network and provide some sort of functionality. I think that we are used to thinking about computer networks and and computer being the key word here as something that only includes workstations or, or servers. But technology really evolved over the past few years, and we were able as a humanity to create much smaller and smarter devices that still have a very robust computing capability and that opened a complete new world to us that we now call IoT. And these devices serve a lot of different purposes, but I think kind of the common criteria for all of them is that they help us to save time to increase our efficacy either as people or as organization and help us manage processes and procedures in a much better and efficient way. This is really the reason for the rise of IoT devices.
0: If we're looking at that sort of IoT devices, could you give some examples of IoT devices?
1: Absolutely. So it's really endless because, as I mentioned earlier, basically, it's easier to describe what is not IoT devices, but IoT devices are really all around us. In our office, we have printers and we have VoIP phones and smart conference rooms and connected smoke alarms and uh, even smart refrigerators, our coffee machines, drone, but also commercial IoT. We have the iWatch by Apple. We have smart heating or things in our home that are also connected and, as I mentioned earlier, help us to live our lives much better and more efficiently
0: all that sort of devices eh, which you are talking about iot within the home within the office everywhere all that sort of devices are connected to internet because they need a connection so we can serve with them what is the risk and what are the issues with like security wise with that sort of devices
1: right so it's it's easy to think that because these are not endpoints or or workstations that they're not exposed to the same risks or threats that other devices have, but that's really untrue. IoT devices have the same principles and in some cases even the same operating systems or applications as other endpoints, which means that the risk or the threats that are applicable for these devices is really the same. And we see that attackers are really leveraging and exploiting the same ideas and the same attack vectors in IoT devices as they do in IT devices. In some cases, it might need some tweaking or some changing to how the attack is actually being performed or in more unique or rare cases, we see that attackers are actually researching IoT devices in order to find vulnerabilities or means of exploiting them in order to portray their attack and get the operational goals that they're looking as part of their cyber campaign?
0: There's a some somewhat difference between IoT and OT. OT is more the devices that we are managing in an office environment. So a water company, an electrical company that have things outside that they want to manage, a pump for example. If that sort of devices are outside the building, how can we assure that we can manage that sort of devices? Because they are unmanaged, but how can we manage that with some sort of tool?
1: Right, that's a great question. And I think this is really one of the biggest struggles for defenders and and security personnel when trying to protect and, and provide security for unmanaged devices. And this goes both for OT and IoT. So in most cases, it will be very hard or almost impossible to install a security agent on these devices, which means that we need to take a different approach here, and that would be to look at these devices from the outside to collect information about how these devices are working, what are they telling the world about themselves, how they're communicating with other devices or other networks, and what we can identify as routine or as anomalous in order to really be able to provide that level of visibility and security for IoT devices and OT devices.
0: And if we manage that sort of applications or devices, how can we secure that devices? Because if it's a Windows Mm -hmm. OS, Windows 10, we know what to do with Microsoft Defender for Endpoint and all the solutions that Microsoft is delivering. From a security perspective, we can manage them. But most of the OT devices have some legacy OS or legacy applications, or applications that have nothing to do with the, with Windows, for example. How can we secure them? Is there some way from the Defender for IoT or from a Microsoft perspective that we can handle that?
1: Absolutely. So maybe before diving into the solution, I want to explain a little bit more the the problems that we're identifying with these devices. So the first one is. First, even the visibility. Most organizations today do not know to the full extent what IoT and OT devices they have in their environment. Today, it's so easy for an employee to bring a web camera or a Raspberry Pi and to be able to connect it to some network in the organization without getting any approval. And now that device is part of the corporate network. This introduces a a risk. And if the CISO or the security manager are not aware of that device, they cannot be proactive about it and use effective security means in order to mitigate risk that is associated with it. So really, the first part of the problem is identifying the IoT and OT devices that we have in our organization, contextualizing them and categorizing them so we can understand if and how they are associated with the um, with our business processes. Once we've identified them, the next problem would be to assess what risk is being introduced to our organization because these devices are part of our network, are part of our perimeter. Are these devices bearing any vulnerabilities? Are they misconfigured in a way that an attacker can easily take advantage of them or exploit them and get foothold or remotely run operations on these devices that pose a risk for our organization and our assets. And this is really the third part of the problem on how are we even able to identify ongoing threats and anomalies and suspicious and malicious behavior that can be associated with these devices and to effectively investigate and mitigate such risks. So this really in a nutshell Issues or items that we're trying to provide our customers with a solution for. And the way that we're doing this and and the approach that we're taking is really to look at the network behavior of such devices and collecting relevant and important pieces of data from the network in order to first construct an understanding of what devices we have. And based on that to try and Pinpoint what security risks and ongoing threats there are, so our customers can first be informed and second can be proactive and decide on a course of action how they want to address these risks and threats.
0: Yeah, and if we look at the four pillars that you identified, so identify risk, threats, and security monitoring, that are the four pillars that you were you talking about. That pillars are that combined in in one solution.
1: Absolutely. So I'll give maybe an overview of how we solve these issues in Azure Defender for IoT. From a technical perspective, and I I wouldn't dive too deep, we're using a network sensor that is installed in the customer premise in order to get and feed on traffic from the network. This sensor does not interfere or impact the traffic itself or any other system. It is very stealthy and basically gets access to what is already happening in the environment. And with that level of accessibility, we can get access to a lot of information and we can start building the solution. So the first thing would be to dissect the network traffic and to identify what devices do we even see here. And this is done on multiple levels, and we're utilizing several engines, including machine learning-based engines, in order to first identify what devices are there and to give them a profile, basically to give them a context. What this device is, what is it functioning, how is it built, what pieces of software um, and hardware are actually compiling this device. The second level would be to take this data that we collect from the network and start asking questions on how can attacker use this data or some of these parameters of the device in order to portray an attack. So we're looking, again, at the software that is running on that device and trying to find if there's any vulnerabilities that are associated with the software components. We're looking at how this device is configured. For example, if there are many open ports on that device that are not really necessary for how the device is working and for the business purpose it's serving. We want to inform the customer and say, you can be proactive about it and shut down many of these ports so this device can be much more secured. Same goes for weak passwords and other configurations that customers can be proactive about. So The value for the customer here are security recommendations on how to make devices more secure and to reduce the attack surface in our environment. And the third part that is correlating with detecting malicious activity is, again, taking the same visibility that we have and first leveraging the immense threat intelligence that Microsoft has in order to identify how IoT devices can be associated with ongoing cyber campaigns and say, this camera is communicating with a malicious domain or this smoke detector is sending data to a malicious IP address. So this already provides customers with a very actionable information that they can mitigate. But we're also digesting the traffic in a way that we're trying to build a network routine or network profile for each and every device, basically trying to kind of build what is the normal or routine behavior for that device. And then it's easy for us to say what deviations or anomalies can be identified. If we're seeing that a camera is usually communicating with a single server and sending all of its data to that server and suddenly we're seeing that it's sending all of its data to a different IP address outside of the environment, that is something that would look very suspicious and we would want to alert the user about. So this combined enables us to give the customer answers to all of the questions and all of the issues that are identified with IoT and OT devices. And the sensor is built in a way that it can be adapted to different environments to provide the ultimate value and fit into the specific needs of the customer.
0: So what you're saying is that all devices are detected with the network sensor, so it's agentless. There is no agent on the endpoint or on the device. If we have that network sensor detecting, can we set up an asset map, for example, to view all that in a visible way?
1: Exactly. So... We provide our customers with two levels of visibility. The first one is device inventory. That is basically a list of all of the devices that we have identified in the environment with the relevant details that we are able to say about them. What type each device is, what operating system is it running, what vendor owns or or created this device, and additional details and enrichment so customers can understand what all of the devices are. But another mean of understanding the environment is the network map. We're basically taking all of these devices and dividing them or visualizing them in the sense of how they exist in the network. We're visualizing VLANs and subnet in a very easy to digest way. So you can have a complete view of your network with the understanding of what devices reside in what subnet or what VLAN. So first, that helps you better manage the entire environment, but it also helps you to pinpoint security violations or policy violations or environments that are not protected or managed well enough and require your input in order to have a good approach that is based on security best practices, both for devices and the
0: networks. What I already said, you already mentioned, it's it's agentless. So that network sensor, how is that capturing data from that device? So it knows there are CVEs exposed on that device or there is known threat or that sort of information. Is that read out with credentials or stuff that we have to put in the network sensor?
1: That's a great question. So no, you do not need to provide any credentials for this solution to work. As you mentioned, it is completely agentless. Without getting too technical, the main idea is that the sensor is connected to one of the switches in your environment. The switch manages a big portion of the traffic in your environment. And we're basically duplicating the traffic and getting the duplicated traffic into the sensor. So on one hand, we have visibility into everything that happens in the switch or in the networks that are using this switch in order to communicate. And on the other hand, we're not interrupting or impacting your network because we're only using the duplicated traffic. So this is the approach and the idea. And especially for OT environments, this is really a must because OT environments in most cases are extremely fragile or sensitive and having any sort of impact or disruption can cost customers even millions of dollars. So we do not want our customers to feel that in order to protect their assets, they need to have and interference in the network. And this is why we have this very passive and do-no-harm solution that they can use.
0: And if we're talking about OT devices, many, many times that's based on legacy, legacy OS, because it's running within an industrial environment, for example. If we look at IT systems, we have also sometimes legacy systems because Applications that does not support Windows 10 or newest OSs, is it possible in the future, for example, that we can cover that sort of systems also with Defender for IoT?
1: No need to wait for the future. The future is already here because this solution is built for OT environments. We already have coverage for these systems, and because this is an agentless solution, and we don't require to be part of the machine or the device itself, but Rather, we're looking at that device from the outside. It's basically just a question of what protocols, what means of communication this device is using in order to be part of the network. So you can take whatever machine you want, as old or legacy as you'd like. As long as it's communicating through some protocol, we can cover that protocol and have that visibility. So first, we're able to identify that device and have it as part of the inventory, but also to provide the security value on top of it and make it really a complete part of the network. So looking at, you know, common protocols in an OT environment, such as Modbus or BACnet or Siemens S7s, et cetera, et cetera, these are just very few examples of the devices of the protocol, sorry, that we support and enable us to give the visibility into legacy systems.
0: Yeah, great. That's just good to hear because many cases that have this problem, so that can be probably help with that. If we're talking about IT systems and integrating OT within IT, most of customers are using a seam or SOAR solution uh, from a Microsoft perspective that is the Azure Sentinel solution. What about integration of Defender IoT with the Microsoft stack like Azure Sentinel or the M365 Defender?
1: So we have... I wouldn't even say integrations. We believe that Microsoft is a single ecosystem and we're building our solutions in a way that they would work together seamlessly to provide value for customers end-to-end. So Sentinel is really an amazing example because the way that we're working and defining workflows with Sentinel brings forth the idea of the OT SOC, which basically means that we're taking the world of security operations that was done or is done for OT environments, which is in a way similar, but still kind of segregated or separate from IT security operations. And by bringing it into Sentinel, we're enabling security analysts and security managers to capitalize on that as well and make OT security operations part of their day-to-day routine. And the idea behind it is that first we're sending all of the relevant information and alerts and enrichments to Sentinel so you can have a single place for managing all of your alerts. We're building the information in a way that can be very easily consumed and provide complete context for any incident or any alert, you can also perform hunting on top of this data. So if there is a specific use case that was not covered, you can look for it and use the same ideas and tools as IT for OT data and and environment. But I think what is most unique and has the greatest value is the playbooks that we're building for this environments, So one of the best examples is a playbook that we've created for Triton. Triton is a malware that is mostly common in OT environments and can infect machines that are part of the production line and can interfere or even stop systems, which means damage that can pile up to millions of dollars. So first, this is a great example of why do we even need ot security and we in sentinel created a specific playbook for that malware that gives a very enriched alert for the security analyst and enables an automatic response course of action so that you can as quickly as possible mitigate that threat with minimal impact on your production line and Business operations. So, this is really just one example out of a complete or entire idea that we're pushing. And I think this is really the power of the Microsoft ecosystem that everything comes together. You have a one stop shop for your security operations, and everything is ready made for you. You have the entire tools that you need in front of you to manage security throughout the organization from the production floor to the back office.
0: If we have IT or OT, we can manage that completely with the Microsoft security stack. Absolutely. I have many, many questions, but one as last, do you have real-life problems? You already mentioned one example, but do you have another example of a real-life problem and how we can solve that?
1: Absolutely. So I can go either OT or IoT. Maybe I'll give uh, one of each so one use case for the OTN this is something that I think a lot of people can relate to is ransomware we think that ransomware is something that is very for the IT world for endpoints or servers and something that only kind of exists in that domain but we've seen in many cases how ransomware even found its way to production environments and industrial environments and having, A system shut down due to ransomware, again, can impact the entire process or put it at risk. I think there is a huge difference between having even an important server, let's say, in an IT environment being taken for ransom, but having a server in a production environment being taken for ransom and halts the manufacturing process or critical processes that can have such a huge impact. And we were able to help customers identify potential or ongoing ransomware attacks in advance so they can, again, be proactive about it and protect their assets against it. With IoT devices, there are really so many examples. I think a great example is around the vulnerabilities that we've uncovered recently called BedAlloc. This is a remote code execution vulnerability that affects billions of devices across the world. And we've actually seen how it can be taken advantage in the wild and provide attackers with foothold in organizations in a way that security personnel or or managers wouldn't even know about. So these are really real-life examples of how and why OT and IoT security is something that needs to be taken extremely seriously and to find the right solution to protect and to give a complete security posture that is a completion to IT security.
0: With that sort of examples, insights in that it's really needed to secure your OT and your IoT environment. So if you have an OT environment or an IoT environment, Please know that Microsoft has that sort of stuff. Please look into that. Niemandot, is there one last message that you want to give to our listeners?
1: I think it's really the last point that I mentioned because we have a lot of conversations with our customers around what security is for OT and IoT, and we see that in sometimes it feels like it's it seems to be something that needs to be checked out. I need some sort of solution for this. And without looking at OT and IoT security through the same perspective or ideas as IT security, mitigating that risk and having effective approach would always lag behind. And I believe that organizations should manage OT, IoT, and IT under the same concept and strive to provide the same level of protection through and through.
0: Yes. Nimrod, thanks for being here on the show. I think we get a nice overview of what OT, IT, and IoT is and how we can mitigate threats in an OT or an IoT landscape. So if you're having an OT or an IoT environment, please secure them, what we already mentioned. Defender for IoT can definitely help with that. Again, Nimrod, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. And of course, as always, thank you for listening to this episode. Until the next time, bye bye.